Welcome to Behind the Scenes with Brian, the podcast covering everything from engineering, mining, and mine waste management to whatever else may be on our minds. Pop in your headphones and don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. And now, here is your host, Brian Ulrich. Hey everyone, this is Brian and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian and today I am joined by Douglas Hurst, who's the chairman of Northern Vertex Mining. Douglas, how are you today? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. Thanks uh, Thanks so much for having me, Brian. Absolutely, absolutely. And I hope you are weathering the pandemic as well as can be expected. Uh, as well as we can do under the circumstances. I mean, yeah. one of the wonderful things is that uh, you know, I've been on a plane twice a month for 30 years, and uh, for the last 18 months, I've hardly been on a plane. So, it that, that that's been a nice break. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's it's nice to get out to the sites, but I've been on I think four business trips in the last 12 months, and that's uh, that's a really yeah. nice break for sure. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So, Douglas, where are you uh, physically right now? You're in Canada, I imagine. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, I'm uh, uh, I'm visiting my parents on my way out to uh, Newfoundland. Oh, I'm nice. in Guelph today, so that's uh, a town just outside of Toronto. Oh, okay, okay, very nice, very nice. And um, maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, your education. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so uh, my formal schooling is as a geologist. Um, and I took uh, uh, a Bachelor of Science in Geology. Uh, uh, so I finished my degree in, in 1986. It was quite a while ago. And, uh, and I really, uh, and, and it was just a mix of uh, things like uh, science. Uh, I wasn't that great at math. Um, and, uh, uh, but a general geology degree is, is really like a perfect general science degree. Um, so uh, there's a little bit of chemistry, a little bit of biology, uh, a little bit of physics, and uh, uh, and then a mix of a whole bunch of other things. And so it was a great degree to take. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, so so as a general science degree, it worked great. Uh, but I really, really enjoyed, uh, uh, you know, the rocks part of it. So and mining. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember what specific course, particular course in geology that you enjoyed the most? Uh, I think it was probably economic geology. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense for where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, yeah, I, I took a lot of geology classes, but I shied away from historical geology because everybody joked that it was called hysterical geology <laughs> because it was anything but hysterical. But I've, I've read a couple of books about historical geology, and I, I think it would have been a fascinating course to take. Well, you know, Brian, uh, the, the, the first job I had in the game was uh, I worked with a prospector and the prospector's oh, name wow. was a guy named Don McKinnon. Hmm. And Don McKinnon was the guy who staked the claims that Hemlo was discovered. On. Wow. And Hemlo is a 30 million ounce deposit. They're still yeah. mining it. Yeah. And uh, it straddles the Trans-Canada Highway. And uh, so I got thrown into the, the economic deep end very quickly. And it was <laughs> It was fascinating, absolutely fascinating. You know, so my first summer was pickup trucks and helicopters and uh, the three-wheeled ATVs, you know, the, wow. the dangerous uh, yeah. one. Yeah, the and, dangerous, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, and Don talked about uh, stocks and promotion and this company and that company. And how could I not be uh, excited and, and drawn into that world? Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, but uh, so, so what happened? Uh, so, so that was actually, we're just kind of clawing our way out of one of the really bad down cycles in mining. Oh yeah, in '86. So you're you're probably fortunate to get anything in the industry at that time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, well, you know, my high school guidance counselor said, "Hey, did you know that uh, that the highest paid uh, undergrad degree when you get out of university is geology?" Oh wow. And, uh, huh. and the and the reason for that was that the oil industry was going gangbusters. Right? Uh, yeah. So in the late '70s, in the early '80s. Um, there just weren't enough geologists in Western Canada. And yeah. uh, so so they were paying big money for kids just coming out of school. And when I got out of school, it was crickets. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was one of the unusual times when all of the commodities seemed to be hit at the same Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, so what happened uh, after the work with Prospector? Or did that carry on? Yeah, so so I worked one summer with Don, and then uh, and then I worked a couple of summers with Kid Creek. Uh, Kid Creek had oh, yeah. a big uh, a big ore body just outside of Timmins, um, and so I worked a couple of summers in and around Timmins in northwestern Ontario, and uh, um, and then I worked for a consulting, uh, you know, as a consultant geologist. I didn't, you know, no one was getting full time jobs in the mining industry when I finished school, and so I worked as a consultant and sat on drill rigs for a couple of years and then uh, and then my girlfriend and I now my wife uh, uh, drove out west and uh, and I landed a job as a mining analyst with a, uh, a small brokerage firm in Vancouver called McDermott St. Lawrence and and the um, the street was uh, funding a billion dollars of exploration a year and there were hardly any mining analysts in Vancouver mm. so <laughs> And that was a wonderful place to work. It was a small shop. It was uh, yeah, 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 and it was just wonderful. And I got to meet all these wild and woolly characters in, that were in Vancouver at the time. So guys like Murray Pezim and uh, Bruce McDonald and uh, you know all of these uh, uh, crazy promoters, right? And it, <laughs> it was pretty wild and woolly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then. Uh, and I did that for uh, uh, seven years, and then I uh, uh, so I switched uh, brokerage firms. I jumped from there, and I was with Sprott Securities in its early oh, days. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for a couple of years. So uh, so Eric Sprott was my boss, and uh, and I worked wow. in the Vancouver office. Wow. Yeah, and uh, and then uh, and then I jumped out and consulted on my own when the internet really started to pick up. Uh, I realized uh, all of a sudden that we had. Uh, I had no clients in Vancouver, um, and I could really live wherever I wanted. So uh, my growing family and I moved to a little town in the interior called Nelson, which is where I live today. Hmm. And we've been there for almost 25 years. And it's amazing what you can do from your basement. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're finding out more and more about from the covid but you found it out uh, long before that huh? really early days yeah yeah and, and from there so i i did i consulted uh uh for about six or seven years and then a guy named doug silver and i uh, yeah got together yeah great so, guy yeah, yeah yeah wonderful guy very good guy yeah doug and doug national royalty corporation yeah 
So we uh, we uh, started that company, and and I stepped down as a, as the president uh, pretty quickly after we listed. Um, but I remained a director, and uh, um, that was a wonderful, wonderful happenstance. I mean, at the time, you know, we weren't smarter than anybody. We just had the uh, we just had the the first mover kind of advantage, and uh, uh, and the advantage was that nickel was at three dollars, and gold was under three hundred, and copper was ninety cents, and zinc was twenty five cents, and lead was twenty five cents, and yeah, and uh, and we knew. We knew that we were at 25 or 30, you know 30-year lows in the metal prices, and that any deal we did, we would just get skated on side by improving metal prices. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so we were lucky as lucky can be. I mean, we had a pretty good idea what to do with the luck once we had it, but uh, but it worked out very well. Um, and then uh, uh, and then I did uh, small hydro for a little while, which wasn't very fun, <laughs> and got out of that pretty quick. Yeah, and uh, and then I uh, and then I joined um, uh, the 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 company that eventually became New Market. So I was one of the uh, one of the founders of New Market. Um, you know, I wasn't uh, I wasn't key management, but uh, I was the VP exploration, and I was on the board there for a while. And uh, uh, you know, so I was part of the key executive, anyways, of New Market, and that was a an incredible, wonderful ride, absolutely mm. amazing. Mm. And. Uh, uh, and then, uh, and then I was the chairman of a company called Northern Empire, and we uh, uh, we bought a couple of assets in asset in Nevada, and we sold that, you know, for a little more than doubled our money in in under a year, and and that was an incredible experience. And with that Northern Empire group, um, I became a director of uh, of Eclipse, and Eclipse merged with Vertex, and I've now become the the chairman of uh, of Vertex, so it's been a really fun ride, really fun. Yeah, that that's great. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you. So you've got other mining properties other than the Moss Mine that we'll get around to talking to. Yeah, we do. Uh, so so the the listing property for Eclipse was a project called Hercules, and Hercules is in Nevada, and it's quite close to Reno. It's a very very big gold system, but it's still early days. It's a it's a, a much more of an exploration project, um, and then we uh, you know we managed to merge with uh, Vertex, and so Vertex, yeah. of course, has an operating mine, and and the mine was very interesting to us. But the most fascinating part of Vertex was the exploration potential. I mean, it is really extraordinary, extraordinary uh, exploration potential. So that's what really attracted us to Vertex. Yeah, and it's in a really good neighborhood. And m most people think about Arizona as being copper. Yep. Uh, but it's in a, an area of, of uh, historic and recent uh, gold-silver activity. And I, I see here that it's actually Arizona's largest precious metals mine. It and is. I, that, it didn't, is. <laughs> that didn't occur to me until I read it, but I don't know what else would be even near its size well it's true uh, now um by uh by gold standards it, it is a small mine uh but you're right uh mineral production in arizona is dominated by of course copper yeah uh, and so uh even though we are a small mine we are the largest mine the largest gold mine in arizona but yeah um but the uh the mineral the metal endowment is not in question i mean this is uh you know, so if you look at uh, the mine itself, 
It's about a kilometer and a half. And within that kilometer and a half, there's about a half a million ounces of, uh, of, of uh, resources. And, uh, but outside the mine footprint, there's another 10 kilometers of vein. It sticks out of the ground. It's got grade on it and it's never been drilled. And uh, so, uh, you know, so, so just by inference, there's a lot more gold to be found there. And um, uh, just prior to us merging with Vertex, the permits for 500 drill pads were, uh, were awarded. And so we have uh, a lot wow. of room to do a lot. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. that's amazing. So, yeah, I, I worked at that site and one of the things that, that uh, just stuck out is that you're mining a ridge and that ridge goes off yeah. way off into the distance and it just yeah. seems logical that there'd be minerals mineralization just carrying on off into the distance absolutely yeah. well and and the great thing is is that uh, that the strip ratio is low um you know so it's a very uh, easy operation to understand and wrap your head around yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so so that that is a it's an impressive flagship to have and it's uh right now it's 100 percent heat bleach it's all oxides so that makes it simple keeps the capital low and it keeps yep. the uh um, the, the operations cost pretty low too it does it does well and and uh, so the drilling we've done um, we've seen very little sulfide material and so we don't anticipate uh, uh changing the operation at all and quite commonly um, uh, open pit heat bleach turns into uh, 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 a sulfide based. You have to build a right. mill, and it's much yeah. more complicated. Yeah, um, but we don't anticipate that for a long time. So, have, have you yeah. have you drilled have you drilled deeper to see if you've got enough sulfide resource, or you're you're just happy doing the oxides right now? Well, we're just we're, we're just in the process. Uh, well, so 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 we merged with Vertex in February. And uh, the very first thing is that that we did is that we tore the geological model right down to studs. Yeah. And um, uh, and it was a good model, but it was quite simplistic. Mm. And uh, so we've added a whole bunch of chemistry. We've added a whole bunch of structure, all the other uh, um, uh, things that a good solid geological model should have. Yeah. Based on that, we're reorienting the drill rigs and we're uh, and we're uh, drilling the, the, the deposit uh, in a different way. And um, uh, and from that, you know, we have found gaps in the mineralization that, in fact, aren't gaps. We have found, huh. Huh. Uh, you know, we've been digging through the old database, um, and we found a lot of ounces just within the mine site itself. So we have a, a new resource that'll be coming out in September, uh, mid to the third week of September is what we're scheduled for now, and. Um, uh, and we anticipate a bigger resource, uh, but that's really just within the mine footprint plus a little bit. And this, so, so there's a lot more, uh, a lot more drilling that needs to be done. And yeah. you know, uh, and you know, as you described, the vein is sticking out of the surface, and so uh, not a lot of rocket science as to where it is. <laughs> just that right. Once we get into the vein, there's the, the, the there's more complicated bits and pieces of the geology. So yeah. 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 So, so are you presently pursuing a forty-three one hundred and one of some type for yes. Moss Mine? That's okay. Correct. That's correct. yeah. So one of the things that we did find is that the mine plan was quite old, uh, yeah. and that it hadn't been updated in quite a while. And so 
So our first, uh, our first real technical charge was to um, update the resource, uh, update the geology, and update the mine plan. And, and that will all happen uh, in this 43-101 in mid-September. Yeah. 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 And uh, it, it's just a nice, neat, very uh, well-operated mine when I was down there. And I, I was really impressed by it. Yep. The, uh, the, uh, the crushed leech is just, uh, it seems like it's a wonder to work with. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, the great thing about uh, th this kind of a mine is that it's very simple. Very, very yeah. simple. Yeah. Um, you know, as soon as you start going underground, as soon as you start dealing with sulfides, as soon as you start dealing with a mill and, and those kinds of things, the, uh, the complication goes up by orders of magnitude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, so when you're working underground, there's a lot of work that you have to do to, to figure out where the ore body is and to develop it. Whereas with open pit, you can see it. It's right in front of you. Right. So, right. Yeah. You, can do, you yeah. can do all the mapping you want to. Well, you can. You, you can yeah. indeed because it's right in front of you. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. So when I was there, there, there's a lookout point that you drive way up onto a peak and you can see this really nice vista. And I, yeah. I think they jokingly called it the investor's lookout or something like that. <laughs> and I and I can imagine people going down there and, and just looking at this thinking, yeah, this is, this is nice, which leads me into a, a question about investing in the precious metals industry. And, yep. and do you think even with gold being at such a, a, a high right now, is it too late for investors to get in? Or how, how would you... How would you describe investing in precious metals right now? Um, well, you know what, Brian? Uh, the interesting thing is that I've never really done a lot of work prognosticating where precious metals go. Um, the, the, the business ideas uh, or the business plans that I've been involved in, um, uh, uh, you know, the best way that we can do it is to say that we know where the current price of metal is. And does the plan work with the current price of metal? And uh, is there enough of a safety buffer that if the price of metal goes down, then we're not going to go bankrupt? Um, and uh, is it a good enough project that we can add a lot of value? And if the price of metal goes up, then I'm thrilled. You know, and, yeah. and I look at the current macro environment, and I think that the bias is that there's an upward bias to the price of gold. That's about yeah. all I can say. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. going to prognosticate five and ten and fifteen thousand yeah. dollars. I mean. You know, I don't know. I mean, if the price of metal is fifteen thousand dollars, I don't want to be on this planet because <laughs> things are pretty scared, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, and so, so, having said that, you know what we look what we look for is uh, in our deal making, we look for assets that um, uh, that have been uh, overlooked or undercapitalized, or you know the kinds of things that fit our expertise. And our expertise is generating a vision, being able to raise the capital to do that vision, um, and then sticking to that vision so that we see that there's going to be a li liquidity event or a year or two out. And, and, a, and a liquidity event can be a whole bunch of different things. It can yeah. be growing the company, making sure that investors can buy and sell, um, and that there's more volume in the stock as, so, that, uh, so that investors can turn paper profits into real profits. Um, a liquidity event can be a takeout, 
uh, you know, having the company being bought, we can, uh, or we can buy other assets and grow the company. Um, and, and with this asset as our base value, we see a lot of room to add a lot of value very quickly with the drill rig. And, uh, uh, and then we'll see, you know, a year, 18 months out. Yeah. Yeah. So just to give us an idea of where you're operating, do you happen to know approximately your all-in sustaining costs? All-in sustaining costs. Well, so the cash cost is around eight to 900 and all-in sustaining is, is 11 to 1200. Yeah. Um, so so that, that, that's more steady state. Now, some quarters will be higher. Uh, because we have uh, uh, big capital expenditures, building a new leach pad, yeah, uh, you know, doing a whole bunch of drilling, those kinds of things, and so uh, uh, all-in sustaining cost will be all over the map, depending on how much capital we're spending to upgrade the operation. But plus or minus the uh, the cash cost is sort of eight hundred to you know eight to nine hundred dollars US an ounce. So if if you're just uh, you know in an elevator with some somebody and they were asking you questions about investing in precious metals and you only had three or four floors to tell them would you tell them one of those two costs or would you tell them to look at the resumes of the management team or what would you tell them is the most important thing and and the the door is just about to open (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely uh so so management has been up to bat several times in the last five years and we've hit the ball over the fence on three occasions yeah um uh, and so management track record is a key. Um, we have done this before, bought uh, underappreciated or undervalued assets uh, a couple of times in the last five or six years. And we've always managed to hit the ball over the fence. And we think that the Moss Mine is one of those assets, is an asset that right now is, is producing at 30 to 40,000 ounces a year. It's making money. It's a good base asset. But we think we can improve the resource uh, double it and triple it uh, over the next couple of years, and we're going to add a lot of value to this company. Wow! Yeah, let's does that. that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's hey, the uh, door's opening. <laughs> ding! <laughs> uh, that's 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 pretty impressive. And uh, well, so right. that's our vision. You know, I mean, our, our vision is to look for. Uh, um, uh, you know, I'm not a detailed guy, um, and uh, the people around me are wonderfully detailed, and I love them for it. Um, and so, so really, it's it's my job to articulate the vision for the company. So Mike Allen, uh, who's the president of the company, and the board and I have constant discussions about uh, all of this. But it's really my job uh, to articulate that. And so, um, and more often than not, you will find that companies are managed by very technical people. Yeah. Engineers love to pour concrete and twist bolts, and they they love the smell of burning diesel fuel, right? And they kind of charge ahead, and they forget who their uh, masters are and, and the people that they're working for. And the people that they're working for are the investors. And uh, geologists love to drill holes, and whether they're good or bad, it doesn't matter. They just love to drill holes. And uh, so we are both geologists and engineers and accountants, but you know what? We are businessmen, and we are... And what we're trying to do is create practical value for our investors. And we are big investors in this company. Um, You know, I've bought every financing that uh, both Eclipse and Vertex have ever done. And I will buy more uh, um, with that, uh, with the idea that our values are aligned with our investors. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Your, your company is listed on a few different exchanges. Yep. Yeah, that's that's uh, interesting to me, but it's the Canadian exchange, obviously, that you're shooting the the forty three one hundred one for. That's correct. I, I, I think that's also another key piece of information for investors is just to look at that forty three one hundred one when it comes out and yep. see what the promise is on the horizon, and it's a it's a lot easier way to to uh, get your arms around the whole project and the future of the project and what you're trying to achieve. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, And, and, you know, uh, and uh, our investors are welcome to call us anytime, uh, anytime they'd like. And uh, we, you know, uh, if they're not technical, then we can, then we can sort of uh, describe to them what the potential is. And if they are technical, then we can dig into chemistry and physics and all the, all the deep stuff as well. So, yeah, isn't that neat? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How would you advise a retail investor to grow their portfolio based on market speculation and insider news and, and things like that? Yeah. And you're not on the elevator now, so you, you can relax. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, uh, I, you know, uh, in, in my early days of, uh, being a mining analyst and trying to scratch my head and figure out the market. Um, I didn't have near the kind of tools that an investor has today. I mean, um, uh, an investor gets to watch these kinds of videos and uh, to, to, to get a sense um, uh, of whether the person in the video is, uh, uh, well, for lack of a better phrase, telling telling the telling the truth or not, yeah. whether it's bullshit or not, right? And, right. Uh, um, and, th- and then they get to uh, access the web and they can figure out whether these guys have done it before, whether they've had success in the past. And, uh, you know, so when I started as a mining analyst, none of that was available. The web wasn't even up and running. Mm, I, you right, know, right. I, I didn't get emails from anybody. We had a ticker tape. We had a ticker tape <laughs> in the office, right? And yeah. uh, so I had to I had to wade through documents, uh, go and visit management teams, jump on a plane and go and visit projects, and um, you know. And so these kinds of these kinds of YouTube videos are wonderful, wonderful windows into uh, management groups that you're putting money into, and, and they're, I find them very helpful, very helpful. And and uh, so it's an incredible resource for investors to access. Yeah, it's funny. I was just uh, sharing with. Uh with a colleague and experience from many, many years ago. And one of my coworkers way back then sent me a message and I was just trying to rake through the memory banks to figure out how the message came. It was before <laughs> the practical use of cell phones and emails yep. and all that. And like, it had to be a fax. Have to know the new message. Had yep. to be a yep. fax. He had to, and my smartwatch is talking to me now, right? So, so you know, the guy sent a fax to the motel that I was staying at, and I had to go down to the front desk. And so, yeah, yeah. technology and communication has come a long, long way. No, no, it's so true, right? You know, so so when I've, uh, you know, I think uh, I think my year was one of the last years to actually use a slide rule, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I. I barely know how to ever knew how to use a slide rule so i know i slipped yeah. in just uh just after that yeah i've long forgotten now so yeah yeah well yeah well, doug it's been a great conversation and uh 
I look forward to maybe returning down to the Moss Mine at some point. It's uh, it's a unique area near Lake Havasu and Bullhead City, and not yep. that far from Las Vegas. It's a long way from well, it's a longer way from Phoenix and, yep. and uh, Tucson, but it's it's just in a really neat place. Well, I mean that, that that corner of Arizona is very interesting. It really isn't the Copper Belt. It's it's all the, 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 this great geology that comes down from Nevada and it comes into Northern Arizona. Yeah. And, uh, um, and so uh, people, uh, people, you know, the, their memories stop at the, at the Nevada, Arizona, border, but the geology <laughs> yeah. keeps going. So yeah, uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So that's the fascinating thing. Right. And yeah. uh, so, um, uh, you know, so we were able to buy, uh, uh, you know, we were able to merge with uh, Vertex on fairly reasonable terms, and uh, you know, we think we got in at a good price, and yeah. uh, and we think that we're going to be able to add a lot of value with the drill rig, and uh, you know, we'll see over the next couple of years. So, yeah, that's great. Tonight, I know you're a busy guy, and I don't want to keep you much longer, but maybe if you've got any uh, key takeaways or pearls of wisdom, you could leave us with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what? I mean, uh, I, I think that the, you know, the key takeaway in in investing, in, you know, in one of the companies that we're managing, is that uh, we've done it before. There's a really high probability we're going to do it again, and uh, um, and if we're and if you're making money, we're making money too. And so, yeah. uh, you know, we're of the same mind, and uh, um, uh, you know, so uh, you know, so so I think that history uh, you know has a high probability of repeating itself so yeah that's that's wonderful that's wonderful and uh yeah uh, so one of the reasons i do this podcast is t- to help me get a little bit smarter and you've helped me in that regard so i appreciate that oh, very good. and yeah and uh i hope you have a wonderful day and and, and a you know, maybe it's a curse, but I hope airplanes start flying again sometime soon. Well, I do too. Uh, well, I do too. I, I do enjoy kicking rocks. Uh, yeah. There's no doubt. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Can't imagine keeping a geologist out of the field for too long. No, it's true. It's true. Well, and actually, uh, it's a good environment to be in about, you know, in the middle of nowhere with no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Again, uh, you know, thanks for your time and hope to catch up with you and maybe things like the Denver Gold Forum and things like that will start back up. And there's a few of those that are pretty important around the world. So maybe we'll get a chance to catch up one of these days. Well, thank you, Brian. It's been a most interesting conversation. Thanks. Yeah, for me, too. For me, too. Yeah. Thanks so much. And uh, hope you have a great day. Cheers. You, too. Thanks. Well, that's it. I'm Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian. Until next time, keep on rockin'.